Okay, let's put the countdown timer on. Ah, there we are. <sighs> morning, folks, everybody. So, new countdown timer. I'm showing off with some new stuff this morning. So, the show starts in one minute. And uh, we've got um, we've got my friend Tosh uh, here today. Um, Fashira Polpatai. That is a, you don't uh, even know how to say my name, Andrew. You, eh? Tichara. Tichara Fulford, dear. There you go. That's yeah. why they call me Tosh. <laughs> That's why I call him Tosh. That's why we all call Tosh Tosh. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not <sighs> Tosh by name, Tosh by nature. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got the ever-so-dynamic Tosh with us today. Um, so I hope everybody's okay. I just noticed that... Uh, oh, slightly wrong way around, so let me just... Right, let's just see if we're on live. There we go. Super. And yeah, here we go. Hey ho, there we are. So, hope you like that new background, people. So, Oi, oi, it's a Tuesday morning, folks, here in the UK. Um, it's just after 8.45, that's UK time. And we are live, live, live with Leaders Live. Spreading the love, folks. Spreading the love. I love that phrase. And as usual, we're streaming out on LinkedIn. We're streaming out on face, uh, on YouTube, to Facebook groups and Twitter. Ta-da! And if you're new to Leaders Live, you know, say hello in the comments, folks, so we can pick that up. We'd love to hear from you. And look, this is an interactive show, folks, so please get involved and join in. Ask us questions and network with the live community, etc. I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but this is a live show and welcome to everybody. Um, Andrew Bryant says, good morning. Thank you, Andrew. We'll just check if your comments are coming up. There you go. Yeah, good morning, Andrew Bryant from... Um, uh, Barry St. Edmunds, I think. Let me just change this, the the level for Tosh. So there he goes. He's looking nice and handsome there. Right. Okay. So um, so whether it's morning, whether it's afternoon, whether it's evening, you know, welcome to this week's Leaders Live Breakfast Show. And also, I think we can just about still do this in Happy New Year thing. So let me just bring up the fireworks. Hey! Yeah, yeah, we haven't run out of time yet. Yeah, yeah. I can keep going with that for a little while longer. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that fireworks. That was from my friend uh, Laura Petrucci. Um, So, yeah, Happy New Year, folks. Um, 2022, yay. And just hope that it's a year of great opportunity for you. I'm really excited about this year. Um, So, this morning's guest, folks, I'm hanging out with my friend and highly accomplished legal expert, uh, Tosh, this morning. And how are you, Andrew? I'm very well, thank you, Tosh. You know, how are you doing, my friend? Good, good. You know, I really appreciate you asking me on this. You know, I'm hoping to give uh, your audience or anyone that's participating this some real, you know, nuggets that will help them out in whatever types of situations they're dealing with. Uh, let's see how this goes. Yeah, brilliant. No, thank you. And it's fantastic to have you on the show. And there's people already um, saying hello this morning. So Ray Black says, good morning. Uh, we've had Christopher G. Morning. Good morning, Christopher G. Uh, Christoph G. I'm sorry. And we've got the lovely Birdine Hugo, and we'll come on to Birdine in a moment. Um, so, Tosh and I will be chatting about lessons learned as a lawyer and how to avoid legal action 101, folks, um, for you as business owners. Now, Tosh is a leader of 25 years plus experience. He's the managing director of Astute Law, and um, as you'll find out very shortly, he has a dynamic, get it sorted, no nonsense, folks, and easy to understand approach. Ah, this makes him really engaging and very persuasive, um, which is a refreshing thing. You know, for, for lawyers, you know, actually Tosh comes with a whole bag of dynamism, which is absolutely phenomenal. So if you have a legal issue, folks, you know, and, and if you have ever been there, you know, it does put us in a tight spot. You know, our backs are against the wall. Now here, Tosh will fight your corner. Um, as you go into that crisis, um, you know, so he is your go-to crisis person. Tosh, I'm going to come back to you in a moment. Um, I'm just going sure. to um, just introduce. Uh, okay, so leaders live. Look, this is an interactive show, folks. So please join in. Use the comments and 
um, and questions. Give us some questions. So you put a queue in front of your um, your question so we can pick it up easily. So you can engage with us. You know, remember, it's a conversation. And, you know, we're going to do a back and forth um, with Tosh. You can ask him questions. You can network with me. You can network with other people in the community and with our moderator. So, um, and to that end, we have Birdine Hugo, our fab moderator. Let me just grab her in a moment. In the background as, and she'll be, She'll, her birdie's job is to keep us flowing and keep the interaction going. Um, and I'm just going to change your fade level a little bit, Tosh. There we go. Get that shirt. Mm. That's just it's going to make me look like there. I've got glass or something, uh, like yeah. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, hi, Birdine. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Andrew. Good. It's okay. great to be here yet another week. And yeah. looking forward to everyone's comments today. Yeah, and Birdie will keep you on track with the comments. So uh, please, please keep going on that. So back to me again, just for a quick moment. So look, quick teaser for you folks. Look, legal issues can affect any of us at any time, you know, and whether it's an employment tribunal issue, whether it's litigation, non-discriminatory bullying at work, you know, a legal dispute or any other company threatening law court action with you or you doing it to them. You know, whatever it is, look, this stuff is all consuming. It's very upsetting. Believe me, I've been there. It's pretty horrible um, so together today we're going to explore you know how can you protect your business uh, and your employees rights typically what common legal issues do we stumble into that trip us up you know and what lessons learned can experienced lawyers help you to avoid sort of legal pitfalls in business and you know as time is money as Tosh will tell us time is always money how quickly can you get cost-effective legal advice and why mindset is everything when it comes to the kind of tussle between our emotional state and intelligent rational decisions that we need to make when we've got legal actions on the table. Um, Tosh will also talk about top tips and how to win a losing case and where you can get help. How do you find the right lawyer at the right time at the right cost for you? This and a whole lot more and put all that together. What have you got folks? You've got bibbity bobbity boo. So <laughs> let's come back to um, Tosh again. So um, uh, just before I do that, so if you don't know me, I'm Andrew Jenkins, and uh, smash those likes too, folks. I hope you like this graphic. Me and Birdin spent ages figuring that one out. So um, yeah, uh, smash those likes, those thumbs up too, those little heart things. We really appreciate. It. Keep us going, keep us motivated. Please, please, please subscribe to my. It's that way, isn't it? Subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I've added the link in the comments uh, in the LinkedIn thread. And so please let me know if our audio is coming through as well. Okay, as well. So back to Tosh. Ah, there we go. So back to you, Tosh. Ah, let's just, before you begin, let's give you a round of applause. But before we do that, let me just change scenes. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Feel the love, Tosh. Feel the love. Very nice. Lovely. Okay. So let's just bring you back onto the guest scene. Um, so this morning, <laughs> how are you doing after all that? What a build-up, hey? What yeah, a build-up. it is. It is a good build-up. <laughs> okay. So, I won't fail to deliver. Uh, I know that, yeah. So look, um, Tosh, question for you. Tell us, typically, you know, what kind of common legal issues do we stumble into running businesses? What trips us up and what are the best ways to avoid them? Take it away, Tosh. So you know uh, the typical situation. So I specifically deal with employment law issues. So either, you know, problem employers or problem employees or problem situations in the workplace. And if you think about it, a lot of these situations, if they are thought about in advance, uh, can possibly be prevented. But, you know, you can't, can't control everybody. You've got to figure out what your rules are. You know, how do you want to operate? You know, what is it? What is the what is our guidelines? What is the what is our mantra? What is our mission, vision, all those sorts of things? And when you're very clear on what your code is and how you operate, you just make sure that people that come into that workplace see the same sort of thing. You know, we talk a lot about that, the book by Jim Collins, uh, Andrew, you know, Good oh, to good Great. Good to Great, yeah. And, and it talks about on there, it's not about just the direction of the bus, he calls it the bus for whatever reason. You know, it's about the people on the bus. If yeah. you've all got the same values, the same, it doesn't matter what direction that bus is going because you're all in it together. So mm. I guess my point is, is starting from the roots, the problems tend to arise in the workplace because there is a misunderstanding of what expectations are. Yeah. or what is acceptable, or what is not acceptable. I mean, most people do know, but obviously we've all got our own interpretation of what we think is the right thing to do, or the wrong thing to do, or whatever our moral compass is. Mm. Uh, and what the, the biggest issue I genuinely see is, 
is where uh, people are making emotional decisions. You know, so it will be an employee, for example, that will come up with a sense of injustice or I've been wronged. And then they engage in that sort of language with their employer to try and resolve it. But confrontational language doesn't help. I'm not saying it doesn't have its place, but it doesn't help. And this, the same applies with the flip side with employers. You know, mm. understanding, you know, we've got something in the inspired CEOs that we do together um, and yeah. it's called it's called the hot seat or, or, or another another name for it is if I was in your shoes. Mm. And if everybody adopted that, if I was in your shoes approach, you see things in a different perspective. And as a result of having a different perspective on whatever the problem is, you're more likely to resolve it perhaps in a different way rather than and this is going to sound very unlawyer like rather than becoming entrenched in some sort of you know policies, procedures, uh, and getting ready for a, a court case or what have you. There's lots of tips I want, want people to take away from this on how it is that they can resolve these situations by nipping them in the bud. And a lot of it actually isn't to do with the law. It's about what you say, how you say it, and why you say it. When people understand your why, they're more motivated to get to some sort of a common solution, right? Rather than just responding to somebody feeling aggrieved or angry or hard done by or, or whatever their respective positions are. You see that's, what I mean? Yeah, that's really interesting that, you know, that whole thing about, um, you know, the emotional side of it, the, the feeling of injustice, perhaps, and feeling being wronged, you know, that confrontational language can be very difficult. And it, it, it sounds like what you just said there, and just, just to, to kind of summarise that, look, if you communicate effectively with your staff, uh, and you've got good two way communication, you know, it means that your values and your, you know, your mission and your um, your vision statement and where you're trying to get to, you know, you're aligned, right? And yeah. you, you're, yes. you're saying is the problems come from when people are misaligned or feel aggrieved or wronged. And that sounds like that's that's the time to have a cup of coffee, right? You know, um, with that person to really understand what's really going on for you, because it's often, you know, it, what might be coming out of people's mouths might not be the real issue. There might be something behind that. Is that what you're saying, Tosh? Absolutely. And, you know, I've got this thing where, where you can look at it as laws or you can look at it as physics. There are principles that apply across your life or in workplace. You know, what we're talking about could easily apply to a marital dispute, right? Or a yeah. problem with your partner or the other half, right? What we were misaligned. You said that, but you meant that. Well, actually, is that what they really meant? Uh, and, and then you end up going down this path of conversation and behaviors based on your interpretation or your perception of what you think that person means. Uh, and if there was someone that could almost like give you a little shake or do a pattern interrupt, say, oh, stop that, stop Ooh, that. A interrupt. This is what yeah. it really is about. Um, that is what I don't see enough of. And that yeah. is actually the majority of the way we end up resolving situations, which is why I wanted people to have a, uh, what, what, like a keyhole, look through the keyhole sort of viewpoint, or, a, or maybe another way of saying it is maybe a, like a crystal ball view. If I could show them what their future is or what they're in for, do they really want to do it? You know, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is, is what, the juice my, my worth the squeeze? Yeah, is Love the investment that. worth the return? Yeah. So, and, and it's so important that people do that because when you make emotion, emotional decisions rather than rational or intelligent ones, and a lot of, you know, all my clients are clever, they're not, yeah. there's nobody, but they're making emotional decisions. And it's a little bit like, uh, it's an extreme example, it's like making decisions if you're drunk. You know, if you're, if you're not calm and really considering what the consequences of actions are and whether you're up for it, then, you know, you get to certain points of, you know, where I get clients will say they're at the point of no return yeah. or people complaining coming from other solicitors where they haven't been advised earlier on. So it's, it's really important to know, you know, what, what really are the, what do I really want? Yeah. There's a what? book I talked to you about, um, Andrew, called The Jelly Effect. Yeah. You know, it's a sales book uh, predominantly. But what I really love about it is about the art of communication and understanding, mm. you know, what's really going on. So, you know, I, I, I think the example it gives them there, you don't buy a newspaper to read, you buy it for the knowledge. You know, you don't buy the lamp uh, just, just to be able to do something with it. You want it for the light. So it doesn't really matter. You know, what is the real purpose behind? What are the afters? Like you know, what is the real outcome you want from a situation? And when you get that, you get that's where you are able to resolve situations more effectively. That's brilliant. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, you know, all about being calm and rational. I got that as well. Now, um, there's lots going on in the chat. So I'm just going to come over to uh, Birdine for a moment. Birdine, what's going on in the chat? There's loads going on. Tell me, tell me more. Tell us more. Yeah, so I've asked the question, do you make emotional, intelligent decisions with regards to legalities in the workplace? Um, but Maria yeah. commented on something that Tosh said earlier. And she said, if I was in your shoes, I like this. Yeah. So she likes the part of putting yourself in someone else's shoes. 
And Ray also said, sounds like living in your customer's world. Um, yeah, spot on, right? But then Maria said, <laughs> with regards to the Thanks. question that was asked, she said, staying fact-based is yeah. so difficult when emotion is involved. Yeah. And Joe said, when it is me, I can be emotionally driven, but others I engage the intelligent. One boss years ago um, could see there was an issue, heart on sleeve kind of girl. He took me for a brew on neutral ground. It really helped to chat and put things into perspective. Yeah, the spot on, Joe. I mean, um, just talking, you know, it's yeah. so important, isn't it? Yeah, go on, Bertine, sorry. Uh, then Ray said passion can quickly turn into emotion. Then yeah. problems can occur. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Uh, Andrew said, is the juice worth the squeeze? I like that phrase. We'll have to write that down. In <laughs> we use that a lot between Tosh and I. Yeah, it's a, it's a Tosh and Andrew phrase. It's actually come from another one of our friends, actually. Yeah. Brilliant. And Julie asked, can you please put these oh, books in the chat? That would be great. Oh, yes. Okay, so we'll pop those in there. So that was um, The Jelly Effect and uh, Good to Bounds. Great by, by uh, Jim, Jim Collins. Collins. Yep, so, Burden, if you've got time to look those up, uh, no pressure, of course, <laughs> while you're doing that. So uh, morning to uh, – who else did we not say morning to? Morning to um, – Aphrodita, Isabella from Stockholm. Hi, that's brilliant to see you from Stockholm. And Maria's on and Raj is on and Cecile is on. Good morning to you. Um, good morning, Ray and Joe and uh, Andrew again. So, and Julie Wales, fantastic to see you all. Brilliant. Uh, groovy stuff. Let me just get rid of this comment for now. So, okay, so there's a starter for 10. And it really sounds like, you know, look, go the extra mile and talk, talk, talk. There's a, there's a, there's a passage in one of the Gospels in the New Testament that says, look, you know, if you're taking someone to court, then walk the extra mile with them and try to persuade them out of it before you get to court. You know, always, always try to, to resolve it before it gets into in front of a judge. And, and look, Andrew, right, I'm, I'm suggesting people are robot, robots. Yeah. You know, we're all human beings, for goodness sake. You can't yeah. not get emotional in these situations if somebody's yeah. treating you like dirt yeah. or if you've got an employee that's an absolute headache. You know, nobody's a robot. What yeah. I'm saying is, is you somebody you need somebody that can look at it with those fresh eyes, yeah. impartially, so that they can help you make those decisions. You're not in that position to to, to think that way. And yeah. what I mean by that is, you want someone to be able to who knows what they're doing to then tell you, look, these are the choices. These are actually the way this could go. This is actually a different way you can you can resolve it. You know, can you imagine? Uh, I get a lot of uh, employee clients um, and people that come to me. They've been bullied. They feel they've been discriminated against. Uh, they can never go back. And then they say that to me. They say, no, I can never go back to the, to the workplace. And, and what I say to them is, is well, they, don't say never. What are the circumstances where you might go back? Because we can present that as an option to the employer. Yeah. And the employee will invariably say, no, absolutely not. I, 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 won't, I can't take it anymore. I won't do it. And I say, what if they're paying you a million pounds? Yeah. Oh, well, that's slightly different. Okay, so then it's money. It's not the environment. And obviously, you're not going to get paid a million pounds. The purpose of me presenting that to them in that way is just to think, look, think differently. Get out of your emotional state and start to think what would fix it. How about training for the managers against bullying in the workplace and discrimination? How about mediation? How about whatever adjustments need to happen? How about somebody you can uh, go to um, in, in confidence about any issues that arise? That doesn't mean every time there's a problem, you've got to running off to them. But it's just having channels to... Uh, that are open to an employee to be able to use to stop those things from happening. But the employee never says that to me as a client because they, they're not thinking in that way. They just think, I just want to get away from this pain. So, so that, that, you know, don't, don't think I need everybody to be robots, you know, or, or that lawyer, you know, I've got a heart too, believe it. Lawyer with a heart, would you believe it? Uh, but, but, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting somebody to look at it with almost, uh, the balcony view is the phrase we use um, quite, quite commonly, Andrew, to yeah. look at it and say, look, this is what you're really looking at. And then you can get out of that emotional entanglement, right? Yeah, and that's one of the great, you know, good reasons why actually, you know, going to a lawyer fairly quickly, you know, if these things do persist, is to have that kind of conversation, that rational conversation. And um, um, yes. Angelique just chips in here. Morning, Angelique, by the way. Um, Angelique is part of our Inspired CEOs group as well. Uh, do you find that egos get in the way, Tosh? What, what say you? Absolutely. Um, so, so uh, Angelique will be familiar with this, with mediation. So mediation, for those that don't know, is, is, a, is a forum where two parties, in my world, it'd be the employer and the employee, get together with the mediators there to try and resolve the issues. And if you yeah. think about another way to say what mediation is, it's, 
understanding what the mutual interest in it. What yeah, is absolutely. the mutual interest? Yeah. What's in it for me and what's Excellent in it for, for you to come yeah. to a compromise? Mm. At the beginning, we're all entrenched in our own positions. Yeah. But over the course of time, there's small adjustments because they're taking the if I was in your shoes approach. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it that way. And then now you're suddenly open to listening and acknowledging certain things that you may not agree, but you understand their perspective mm. and then vice versa. And that's how you start to have a shift. So absolutely, the beginning egos always are in the way. I say always mostly. Um, but it does shift, you know, when things get real and it, it isn't just the emotion and there's time and there's money and there are better things to do, um, then, then uh, you know, you just need to make an adjustment. You know, I once settled a case for an apology in a box of chocolates. Yeah. Because they wanted an acknowledgement from their yeah. employer. And it wasn't like, sorry, we've discriminated or anything like that. It was more like, we're sorry that this is how you ended up feeling. They wanted some acknowledgement of their emotion and, and the distress they'd suffered. It wasn't always about money. Yeah. So, as I say, getting to what the mutual interest in is, whether that's personally, professionally, that's how you resolve, that's how we resolve these kinds of disputes. Yeah, I, that's so true, isn't it? And it can be resolved with a box of chocolates or a sorry or something along those lines. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I, and I've done lots of mediation in the past. I actually got quite good at it, actually. You know, mediating between two parties is exactly that. It's, it's just resolving conflict. It's the same thing, just at a yes. different level. Um, let's just come quickly back to Birdin before we move on to questions. Birdin, what's going on in the chat? There's like, seems like there's loads going on. Okay, so um, we've got the question from Nikki prior ah, to yeah, no, the Nikki, conversation. Nikki, Nikki and I had a chat yesterday um, on LinkedIn and she said, look, I can't make today's session. This is Nikki um, Ayer. Um, but she wanted to ask, pose you a couple of questions, Tosh, uh, by proxy. So, yeah, yeah so carry on, uh, Birdin. Uh, she wants to know why do large organizations consider litigation to be a business expense instead of taking responsibility for their actions? Nice question. What say you, Tosh? It comes down to what their priorities are. Yeah. You know, if their priorities are just about making money and it just so happens that their number one sales guy happens to be quite aggressive and they care more about the numbers than they do about the culture, or perhaps what the benefits of removing that person might be, because yeah. everybody might lift themselves up. Is it a whole different conversation? Yeah. But, but it, it does become ones and zeros, doesn't it? It comes down to what is it that is relevant to them? What matters to them? You know, if it mattered to them uh, to do the right thing, guess what? I wouldn't have a job. You know, uh, that, that's the point, because people are, will, will, will make mistakes and people will decide what they think matters to them, even though it might, you know, somebody will feel aggrieved by that. Mm. So when you say, why do they look at it as an expense? Because it's looking at the cost of the scenario and then trying to resolve it. That's yeah. why mediation is probably big business, because it means that we get a chance to sort of nip it in the bud before it gets into court action, legal proceedings, lawyers getting involved and over-lawyering. Um, uh, and you can just nip it in the bud, right? But that's why, nip, that's nip why they look at it in, in that way. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Tosh. Birdin, is there another question from Nikki? Then, yes, I just want to move over to... I'm, I'm sorry, Birdin. Can, 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 said... can, mm. can I say one more yeah, thing? Yeah, please. You can yeah. still flip that script. Just because the employee, because the what's very natural in these circumstances, you can imagine, right? Employee complains. What does the employer say? Oh, for God's sake! I've got, you know, I've got to do my work, and you know, they're not. Oh, what's the problem? How can we resolve this situation? Yeah. So, so what is it? Your job shouldn't be just to be there bleating about it or whining <laughs> about it. I'm sorry, I'm using that kind of language because they 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 don't they, doesn't, they don't hear it. So, no. what you need to think about is if you were the recipients of that grievance, what do you need to see, hear, and feel nice. for you to feel influenced to do something about it? Yeah. So, just because they've taken a position, they don't know any other way. They're probably talking to a standard traditional lawyer as well, looking at the liabilities and all that rather than solving the problem. Mm. So, what I'm saying to you, uh, Nikki, or anybody that's listening to in this type of situation is you can influence the employer. How? By telling them, look, this isn't a grievance or a complaint. This is a, a help me letter. I mean, I'm having a real problem with this. Can you help me figure this out? Yeah. Because that's why I'm writing this to you. And to sort of change the way they look at it. So you can always, you have some power about how you can influence the reader or the decision maker. Obviously, again, it depends on what kind of organization or individuals we're dealing with. So I just wanted to put that in, Birdie. So yeah, nice. I like, we can all use our power <laughs> appropriately is what you're saying. So thank you, yeah, Tosh. Yeah, brilliant. Birdie. <laughs> Uh, Cecile just said it's a great approach, Tosh, and good to hear there's some human side left over within corporate world. Um, and then Nikki's other question, or she had a statement and then a question. She said, legal options for non-discriminatory bullying are leave and go to tribunal with a constructive dismissal case. 
if you've been there at least two years or get a psychiatric injury and take it through the civil courts. Do you think the law is working in these cases and what would you do differently? Oh, that's nice. I think I've got the wrong so, thing up there. But... It, so, so, you know, the law doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing. I know I said that out loud. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> because, you know, uh, there were laws that made uh, slavery legal. Uh, you know, and, and it's human beings deciding what's appropriate, are they deemed to be appropriate in whatever era they are, or whatever the, the consensus is, decide what's right and wrong. So don't think I'm under the illusion that the law is the law, and put it another way, it's a set of rules, isn't it? And the law is not about what you can and can't do, believe it or not. There's no law that says you can't do anything. There's no law that says you can't commit murder. It says there's consequences if you commit murder. Okay. Uh, I'm not suggesting you do that, obviously. <laughs> Just it, to it, test it out, right? Which, 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 is why, which is why, Andrew, people break the speed limit. Yeah. Because they're prepared to break that rule that says Absolutely. you can get a fine or penalty points, but they're not prepared to commit murder unless, you know, you're insane. Yeah. So, um, so, so it's just understand, reframing the way you're looking at these things is crucial. Mm, so the question is, is it the right way? Is it almost like a conversation down the pub about the morality of the situation? It is the brutal reality <laughs> in the way that these things have to be dealt with. Uh, and unfortunately, there's no, even if it goes to a tribunal, a tribunal will not be able to say, uh, you, you know, you need to change your practices. They can only give, you know, what does justice look like? It looks like compensation. There's some money. So that's the consequence of the employer. Look, you just have to pay out. So if you don't want to keep paying out, you better get your, your, your processes and things in place. Yeah. So, um, so, so just, just look at the, way that the law as a tool to try and facilitate whatever outcome or desired outcome you're really looking for. It's just Not just, oh, these are the rules. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay, that's really useful, that actually. Okay, thank you. Now, um, Elaine, morning, Elaine. Uh, she says, mediation makes so much sense. Yes, of course it does. Absolutely. Yeah, you're spot on, Elaine. Yeah, like that. Um, yeah, then what else have we got? Ray Black. Oh, yes, I, I had the help of brilliant HR manager when I was a senior management, logical, consistent, and highly knowledgeable on IR. Bosses cannot be experts. Having an expert in your team or uh, on tap is invaluable. Great points, Tosh. There you go. So fantastic. Yeah, thanks for that, Ray. Anything to add to that while we move before we move on? Yeah, you know, one of the things we're going to cover here, which I think is really important, is the accessibility to help. Yeah. You know, they don't need to be expensive lawyers. They don't need to be hourly rates. You don't know that there's free options that are available through various insurance policies and all those sorts of things. There's no win, no fee lawyers. So whatever fits, there is something out there. There are obviously different types of help that is out there. But I'm going to go through all of that uh, by the end of this um, okay. so that people really know where to get what help for whatever situations they're dealing with. Cool. OK. So, you know, we talked a little bit about how upsetting legal action can be. You know, even the threat of it gets us all emotional and all wired up, doesn't it? Uh, and all bent out of shape, you know, and, and it's hard to think straight, isn't it? You know, particularly if we've been unfairly wronged, as it were. You know, so talk about mindset and the importance of language. Touch. I think we've covered some of this already, but is there anything more you want to add to that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a phrase um, that Tony Robbins uses, uh, which is uh, language shapes behavior. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, that, and that really means, you know, not just what you're saying, uh, mm. how you're saying it and why you're saying it. And when you get all of those things in the right way, um, that is how you get the kind of desired uh, outcomes that you're looking for. So that is where it tends to go wrong. Somebody like me comes in there and starts to use different language. So you can imagine an employer client of mine who has uh, been accused of sexual harassment, okay? And, and sexual harassment has a specific legal definition, which doesn't actually ne necessarily mean they've tried to do something like, you know, grope with that person or something like that. It could just be, yeah. a, it could be a comment or a, a loan, mm. right? Yeah. So, so but, but sexual harassment has all sorts of connotations. So persons, you know, they, then it becomes about their code, about, mm. about their identity. I'm not a sexually harasser. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I do equal opportunities. You know, uh, I've got lady friends or whatever they might say. Yeah. Um, so so the, the point is, is that it's so personal. You're talking about the integrity if you're talking about things like racism, sexism, unfair dismissal, maybe not so much because it's just more about process and, you know, whether something's fair or not fair. But yes, people become very, very entrenched in it. And then it becomes that conversation of, well, yeah, you, you could win it. And then you, and this is the brutal reality of the situation. A lot of my clients can go to a tribunal and win against such a claim, but it's just cost prohibitive. Yeah. So it makes sense to resolve it. And to it may not it. feel right, yeah. but compromise is the cheapest lawyer. 
Uh, love that. Compromise is the cheekiest, uh, the cheapest lawyer. Now, Nikki wants to. Uh, good morning, Nikki. I didn't think you were coming on this morning. So it's fantastic you're here. Now she needs to go to another meeting. So quick comment before I go. Yeah, sure, There's sure, a sure, difference sure. between an emotional oh, yeah. reaction and reaching a point of trauma when bullying has uh, been going on far too long. Um, uh, a, a sorry would go a long way, but if there's if there is trauma, then the conversations about going going back. Uh, tip someone over the edge. Um, trauma in, is an trauma informed approach is needed when speaking with someone who has been bullied. Yeah. So I, I think Nikki, the, the right thing here is is understanding what is it you want to do here, because, or, or whoever this person would be. Right. Remember, you can walk away. You, you know, you, you, don't, you don't need to speak to a lawyer. You walk away from the situation. You focus all your energies on finding a new job that is a right fit for you, that you'll probably start healing because you're not dealing with these idiots that are treating you like crap. Badly. Um, yeah. and, 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 you, and you can start to be back to who you were before. You can walk away, and that's always an advice, an option, right? It isn't always about just doing a case. Uh, this is my, my the phrase, again, is the juice worth the squeeze. You've is got to it, know yeah. what you're in for, and is it worth the return? So if somebody's suffering a trauma... You know, they may not want to go through the stress of an employment tribunal case, which is also stressful. Yeah. It doesn't have to be traumatic, though. It's only traumatic or stressful, really, if you think like most things are, is because perhaps you don't know how to handle it properly. Yeah. So if you're equipped with it, you won't feel so anxious about those things. And you know what to do, what to say, how to handle it. But there are other options. You don't need to go to court. Just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah, absolutely. And taking advice on that might be talk. really useful. And um, Nikki finished with a couple of comments here. It, take a look at resolution policy produced by the TCM Group 2. It replaces the bullying and harassment policy and grievance and discipline policies. Anything that you know about that, uh, Tosh? I don't. No. No problem. Okay. So, and then um, Nikki ends with this. Tosh, what if you could change the law? <laughs> there <Tash>. you go. <laughs> <laughs> what if you could change the law there you go yeah wouldn't that be nice yeah yeah, uh, yeah you're right that would be nice yeah. um but you know you know the way these things things work uh, the law changes according to bills that are passed through the house of parliament and then and then they we petition against these things if we disagree or don't disagree you know just very briefly i don't know if you rem know from before and really you know the, for, to claim unfair dismissal an employee has to have at least two years service there are yeah. other things like automatically unfair or discrimination. I won't go mm. into that, but ordinary unfair dismissal, two years, which in English means an employer could treat an employee like crap uh, for the first two years and get away with it. Yeah. Um, but that isn't what it's designed for. It's designed that the limitation period is designed for uh, preventing uh, an absolute tsunami of cases coming in. You know, they did reduce that time period to one year in the past, yeah. but they just, had, they just couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the number of cases coming in. Gosh, isn't that interesting? Okay, yeah, thanks for that. Just give you a break for a moment, Bertie. What's going on in the um, in the chat? Just so that we can uh, keep it flowing. What's going on? There's loads going on this morning. Yes, Maria said games people play around burn about parent, child, oh, yeah. and adult ego. It's right. a transactional analysis which is very fascinating. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Maria. Yeah, parent, child, uh, adult. Julie said, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Julie, sorry, yeah, Julie. Julie well said an acknowledgement goes a long, long way. It's a human thing to do. Yeah, we forget that, don't stress. we? What Julie has said there is the key to pretty much everything I do. Yeah. I use the law to, to use whatever tools to, to position ourselves into what's the human thing to do. Because everybody looks in a, a zero-sum game, you know, one's a winner, one's a loser. Yeah, There's win, lose. always a win-win. There really is. There's exactly. something that the employer wants for this to go away, and there's something for the employee to want. They yeah. just need to shift from the initial position because, you know, what, uh, the initial yeah. position is on pain of nothing and the other one wants everything they can possibly get out of it. Yeah. Somewhere in between, there's a resolution, right? What does it take to make this go away? I remember that on Suits one day. That's a brilliant. Hey, if you want to get a brilliant thing on the law, watch Suits. It's fantastic. It's just yeah, like Tosh every day. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently I'm Harvey. Uh, somebody else yeah. said that. Okay, that's not self-proclaimed, right? Totally Harvey. Absolutely. Yeah, Bertine, carry on. What else is going on? <laughs> Elaine said different personalities see things differently. Mediation works well in many scenarios. Yeah. I used to run a credit management division for a large firm. I never sued any client. We collected money and using the human touch worked nice. every time. There you go. There, that exemplifies what you've been saying, Tosh. Absolutely. Thank you, Elaine. That's brilliant. Great. I think it's, a, it's a key skill, whatever profession you're in, isn't it? Yeah, that or, was it. Or yeah. even in your personal life, your ability to communicate effectively uh, it, it will fundamentally change the outcomes uh, of whatever actions you're taking, for sure. Yeah. 
Cecile yes. brings up this point here, um, Burdine. Mm. Um, Cecile says, great reminder about the law's tools, but what do you think about unions? Oh. Some unions seems more approachable than others. Nice question. What about you, Tosh? What do you think to that? So you, you probably can imagine nobody comes to me with a happy story. Uh, there's normally <laughs> a, a problem to be solved, right? A problem situation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if somebody comes to me and there's been a union involved, it normally means that they're unhappy with them. That doesn't mean that they're not useful. You know, right. if you think about what the union membership is, it is supposed to be an, an employee body that is designed to help them preserve their rights and, and, and stop the, whatever wrongs are going on in the workplace and represent them. So they certainly are helpful. They certainly serve a purpose. What often also happens as a result of having union membership is that there will be um, your, your, your premiums with that, with that membership will include access to a solicitor if things go to a tribunal. So, so I would say you don't, what I've also noticed is that you get a certain type of person as in a union, which is perhaps, you know, maybe they've watched a couple of too much TV dramas uh, and get into the arguments <laughs> rather than what, is it to, what it is to resolve it. Um, <laughs> but, but that's no, by, by no means a blanket statement to all. It's just been my limited experience with exposure to the unions. We, you know, we're not generally not on the same side, I suppose. Um, but, but yes, you know, it's a free or whatever premium or whatever reason you're a member. Uh, it's an option that, it's, that you have without having to pay more fees, right? Yeah. You just, it's like anybody, like finding the right lawyer. You just need to find the right union Spot person. What, the right advice. What's the right yeah. union person? Somebody mm. that is really looking out for your interests. They've yeah. got your back. Absolutely. And they're giving Absolutely. you the solutions or the different parts or decisions to make to get the outcome you want. That's yeah. the right guy. And impartiality too, I guess, in some ways. Um, so um, Cecile just uh, just jokes here, says to you, welcome, Harvey, <laughs> a.k.a. Tosh. <laughs> Love that. That's so Thank good. <laughs> Brilliant. And Cecile also says, I had a case years ago at work where a co-worker was a bully, but because I told him off in front of everyone out loud while remaining polite, I ended up being the bad one. You know, um, compulsion comes with age. You, you know what I think, Andrew, is, and I say this to a lot of clients, is if you're working a full-time job, you're working Monday to Friday, nine to five, let's say, as a, as a standard one. I'm sure that's not so much these days with the flexible working. You're spending more time, and it's not legal advice, you're spending more time at work than you are with your friends and family. Yeah. If you don't love it, start looking. And I know what people are going to say. Well, you know, uh, well, have you got a job for me? <laughs> or, or the market is, is, is terrible. I know, but there's an approach. There's a way to do these sorts of things. And I'll happily yeah. talk to anybody that wants to know the best way to find another job uh, offline. Uh, that, that's not, not an issue at all. But there's lots of different techniques uh, that we've helped clients to get other jobs from other recruitment companies and so forth. You know, where you're at, if you're not happy, don't stay there. You know, you're not, you're not a tree. You, you move. Let, let's, let's figure out how it is that you can actually find the life you're looking for and people, you know, who, who value you for what you are and what you're doing. Yeah. Why would we take anything less? It's because we got used to it. I've got bills to pay, kids to feed. Yes, there's other ways to pay those bills and feed those kids yeah. is what I'm suggesting. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, I like that. Thank you for that. And this is so refreshing, isn't it? And um, um, uh, I've got another question here, but there's, there's something coming in from Ray, actually. This might be just useful to get, get an audience question in here. Uh, there is a problem with incompetent middle-level management in some charities retail divisions this results in bullying and harassment when senior management hide here we go hide from the issues it's again coming back to these things isn't it unfortunately i have had to deal with this twice for a family member one ceo has yeah. been continually uh, sacking employees with less than two years service if they cannot all be they cannot all be bad you know i'm dealing with this now it's so traumatic these things aren't they yeah and that, that indicates a culture there ray doesn't it if that's the kind yeah. what the employees are looking at uh, yeah. not, not trying to grow them, not trying to invest in the people, not trying to develop them. You know, the, the definition of, of happiness is progress. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, you know, if, they, if they're not looking at their staff in that way, um, then that's, that's not that these, these are the outcomes of what happened. People get fired in that sort of sense. And yeah, I suppose yeah, smart right. people move, Ray. You know, why should you put yourself into, you know, into a company that is like that? You know, people just leave, right? Um, I guess. And, and again, Andrew, it's consequences again, isn't yeah, it? Because it is. if it's falling on deaf ears, if you've been really fair and reasonable, if you use the right language to shape behaviour, and remember, all of this is evidence if it ever goes to a tribunal, that, you know, begin with the end in mind, right, Stephen Covey? Yeah. So what, what do you want it to look like when you tell your story in a tribunal to a judge? I did this, I tried that, they wouldn't listen, this was unfair, this is why it was unfair. So if middle management won't listen, you spelt it out to them, and you can document that as well, Ray, um, yeah. then when it goes to tribunal, they're going to look like fools. 
Absolutely, because the law is all about what's reasonable, right? And if you can make them look unreasonable and you reasonable, then that's going to more or less side with you, right? Yeah, correct, correct. Mm, interesting. Um, <laughs> Joe, I just love this. <laughs> love that. You're not a tree. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. And Andrew, uh, there's one other thing I really wanted to get across, um, um, uh, and, and it's something to do what's called the legal burden of proof. Don't go into a coma now, okay? I'm not going to do a, a legal lecture here. Yeah. So, so you know, you know, in, in, in everyone will know, you know, uh, criminal law, the burden of proof is beyond a reasonable doubt, right? Yes. Everybody knows that. Indeed. So what happens is that employees or, or companies come to me and they say, well, this is wrong. This is, you know, uh, and they, they say, this is my truth. Now, in employment law, it's what's called a balance of probabilities. Yes. And it's really important to understand this. I, I, it's the first thing I go to with clients because it reframes the way they're looking at their situation. You know, they're coming to me, I've been bullied, I've been harassed, I've been whatever else it is, right? And, and I'm, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. What's happened has happened. Mm. Now it's a matter of what does the evidence suggest has happened? So it's like a 51% rule. So, for example, you know, if uh, let, let's say that you and I are in court against each other, Andrew, and the call, mm. we're on a call, it's 9.25, forget that we're live. I'll win. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I say, you say, yeah, I was on the phone with Tosh at 9.25, right? And I say, nope, uh, forget there's a recording. Uh, we were on the phone at 9.25 p.m. I solic- I'm a solicitor of the senior courts. I never lie. Who do you think they would believe on a balance of probabilities with no other evidence supporting that? I suppose you, would they? So that's, that's what you would think. I guess mm. the question would then be, a judge would go further. Well, okay, well, why were you open at 9.25? What were the circumstances where you were having a call at 9.25 in the evening rather than in the morning? Mm. Andrew, what's your story? Well, actually, I do leaders live, uh, and this is the time we do these things. I, I can show this consistency. So even though there might be, might be one person's word against the other, uh, what's more feasible right. looking at all of the situation, right? There's so it's about what is likely to be the truth Mm. not necessarily what is the truth. Yes. And that's a real tough one to get around. And I don't uh, like the words yeah. that are coming out of my mouth, actually, uh, because it gives it, it gives yeah. it a bad smell to it, doesn't it, or taste? It does, but bad so, taste, yeah. What, not what is the truth, what does it look like? Yeah. What does the evidence suggest has happened? And that is how things are decided in the tribunal. So when you come emotionally mm. charged, you're not thinking about what does it actually look like, not just from my perspective, from in the round totally totally all the different angles so i think that's a really key thing i've always tried to impart to clients i completely i'm a magistrate as well as you know tosh and that's one thing that comes up time and time again is is that okay so we've heard one story from you know the cps what about the other story you know let's let's hear from the defense now because and often the two stories are very very different and you think you've got the story straight first time and then the second story comes out and then the third and then it's like, oh, my gosh, it's a completely different thing than we first thought. So um, actually, Andrew, a lot of the times people aren't lying. No, it's just their perspective just their on perspective. it, how they've worked the situation. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what we need to cut through. Then looking at all those different perspectives, what do we think is likely? That's yeah. the way an tri- employment tribunal looks at these things. You know, and wisdom comes from multiple perspectives, right? You know, particularly if you're if you're sort of overseeing that tribunal very interesting yeah so yes. you know look i mean time's time's marching on you know and, and as time is money there's an interesting link isn't it you know how quickly can you get cost effective legal advice tosh and so what loads tips of different- have you got yeah I, I think it's finding the right fit for you yeah. that also comes down to budget you know a lot of times people call me and they say what how much do you cost and, yes. and, uh, and it's an important question by, by any means, right? Lawyers have, you know, when I set up Astute Law mm. uh, many years ago, one of the first things I did was just Google the top 10 things people hate about lawyers and just make sure <laughs> that I'm doing any of those things. Uh, and one Surely of the things, and, and actually fees were not on the top of the list. It tends to be uh, not feeling they've been listened to or over-lawyering or legal jargon, effective communication, keeping them up to date, you know, things that, the human touch, I think, is, is what we keep talking about in, in this mm. session. So, so understand what kind of lawyer are you looking for? So what kind of lawyers are there? So we, for example, we do hourly rates or we do a fixed price. Yeah. And the fixed price is a bit like a builder quoting for a kitchen. We get you to send us your stuff and we see your kitchen and then we give you a quote to get the outcome you want. And if you're happy for that, you pay up front. That's a fixed solution. Most other lawyers pay by the hour, but they're obligated to tell you what they estimate the total amount of time will take and the total cost. But it's an estimate, right? Yeah, but but right. They, they have to tell you at the beginning what they think once they've carried out assessment. Some people do free assessments, some people don't. Um, uh, if, you have home, if you're an employee and you've got home contents insurance, 
or if you're an employer and you have some sort of insurance policy in place, what's very common on the back of that, and when I say common, I mean like 95% of the time, (laughs) there's a legal expenses insurance policy that's just already an add-on. You probably didn't even need to select it. And all you need to be able to show, whether you're an employer or an employee, is at least 51% chance of success, and then the insurance will cover you. And not only that, they'll either pay your legal fees if you nominate a lawyer, or they'll give you a panel of lawyers from the insurance company. So that's another way to get legal help. Uh, so there's also no win, no fee. Always tick yeah, that absolutely. box. I, yeah. I, think, I think most of the time, Andrew, it's already included. Yeah. It isn't even separate. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But okay. if, you're, if you're somebody listening to this and you're struggling to think about funding a court case or something like that, call your home and contents insurance and check whether you've got a legal expenses policy, all right? Right. Uh, I, I'm, you know, loads of people just don't know they have it. Uh, Interesting. Help so many people go that way, fund it that way. Um, as I say, there's no win, no fee lawyer. No win, no fee doesn't mean there's no fee, actually. Normally, there's an assessment fee at the very beginning. Okay. And normally, they have to, you have to show that your case has got at least 70% chance of success because they're going to take the full burden of the case, obviously, in case it loses, right? Yeah, but then right. they'll take 25, 35% of whatever your winnings are. So again, it comes down to your options gotcha. in that sense. Um, or there's free help. You know, depending on how uh, the value of the claim, how complicated it is, um, I always would say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that, and I'm not just saying it because I am one. You invest the time in somebody that can really help you, a solicitor that can help you, and then give you the right outcome. Yeah. Uh, there's free advice at the Citizens Advice Bureau, your local law center. There's set days for those sorts of things. Or even ACAS, A-C-A-S. Uh, it's an advisory conciliary organization that are designed to stop resolve workplace disputes or stop them going to an employment tribunal. So those are the different uh, options that I would suggest or if you're just stuck in a hole and you're not sure what to do, take it offline, give me a call, or you know, contact me through Andrew and I'll, I'll happily just put you in the right direction without Brilliant. any issue whatsoever. Thank you, oh, that's amazing. Yes, thank you for that, Tosh. So, um, you know, it's all about the fit. <laughs> it's, it is literally all in the chemistry between you and you know, budget is only a small part of that. Feeling like you've been heard, um, feeling like the, the lawyer can communicate with you effectively and they've got that human touch. Remember that, folks. Okay, so Burdine, we're just going to close off very shortly, but what's going on um, in the chat? Just catch us up, Burdine, there's tons going on. Yes, I just want to get to something that we've missed. Mm, Sure. Uh, Julie said that this has been so refreshing. Apologies, I must go. Although this was for business owners, I work in further education and found this really valuable. Please have Tosh back. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. There we go, Tosh. Lovely. Thank okay. You <laughs> Lovely. What else? And then um, Cecile said, Tosh, thank you for your great perceptivity. Very refreshing and smart thinking. And Elaine said, go. great conversation. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. That's well so done. kind. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. And um, the, the conversation that Ray opened up earlier about middle management, you know, he said, yeah, exactly. Self-protection against uh, strong players. Yeah. And it's not easy uh, task taking on a national organization, a national organization legal team. Absolutely. Low paid workers often get bullied into submission early in the process. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. session. I need to leave at 930. So he's probably gone by now. But uh, yeah. What say you to that, mm-hmm. Tosh, very briefly? Yes, you know, um, we're, we're as, you know, as, as harsh as this is going to sound, it is a brutal truth. We're as good as our choices, aren't we? We're as good as and our choices. And our choices are yeah. determined by our ability to fund uh, certain things, our motivation and drive to actually want to go through with it. Um, you know, if you're going to, if you're worried about the costs, don't be. Yeah. Find out what the return is. You know, if, if a lawyer tells you something's going to cost 20 grand, you think, goodness me. But, but you can get back 200. Maybe by hook or by crook, you get that money if that's if it's a really good case. So just understand, you know, get somebody to give you that crystal ball view to know exactly what you're in for is the best piece of advice I can give you. And know your case early on. It's amazing how many people get lost in what they think the situation is rather than what it really is. So understand what your options and consequences are. Okay, that's brilliant. Go on, and so you you were going to say? And manage them. Know what the consequences are. You know, like we just said about the speeding fine. Uh, We we manage it, right? Oh, God, got the point. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, brilliant. Tosh, that's been really, really good. I'm going to come on to just finishing where we're going on to next week. But just before we do that, let's just give Tosh a, another round of applause. There we, there we are. Brilliant. So, yeah, thank you for thank, that, Thank Tosh. you very much, Andrew. I enjoyed that. And I hope people found it very helpful. Yeah, uh, well, um, I'm sure they did. In the service industry. So, yeah. so if we can help you, 
uh, reach out. You know, we've yeah. got the questions, we've got answers. Uh, brilliant. Uh, and there's a replay as well. And uh, But please reach out to Tosh. So, yeah, I hope you found that useful topic as well from my, and it's given you further food for thought. I'm sure it has. You know, uh, if you need any ad- legal advice, then please contact Tosh. His contact details are in the post already. Um, so please reach out to yeah. him. Thanks again, Tosh, for all your important and useful advice. Just stay on the line just for a second, Tosh. And before sure, I Andrew, go, what, what's on next week? You know, are you welcome, Tosh? Uh, so, but before I get there, a you know, quick word on my purpose and and my why with Leaders Live. You know, and it all starts with the idea that you are more than you think, folks. And so, Leaders Live is my freely available, edutaining expression of this. Where anybody like you, everybody can join in, take part in extraordinary conversations. You know, what's not to like? So my maxim for Leaders Live is I to the power of we. And um, just quickly to think about, um, you know, if you want to contact me for further um, services, then, you know, you can book me for inspiring keynote speaking events at your company events. And I talk about growth mindset. I talk about um, high performance teamwork and I talk about business change in this fast changing world that we're living in. And my company, PDX Consulting, boosts your performance success through developing high performing teams and leadership programs, etc., and you can hire me as an experienced coach too. I'm a fully qualified coach, um, executive coach. And lastly, I run a subscription-based community called Inspired CEOs. And Tosh is part of that. And Angelique, who's online at the moment, is part of that. So, you know, if you are a C- an SME CEO, I invite you to experience how we collaborate and play a bigger game and explore that whole thing of uh, if I was in your shoes, um, you know, in, in our business lives. So please contact me directly for any information on these things. And the links will be in the chat shortly so that kind of leads me on to um what's happening um next week so tuesday next tuesday uh, 18th of january at the usual time 8:45, i'll be hanging out with um the ever so funny the ever so magnetic sales coach chris james and chris has a passion for extraordinary sales conversations and through coaching um this is a passion of his and we'll be talking about sales conversations to mass and all the way to mass marketing messaging and sales approaches that unstick the the icky how about that unstick the icky sales conversation and i'm looking forward to chatting to chris and that will be an interesting and useful conversation as well i hope that you benefit too so folks be there or be square and just to say just to finish off you know just want to say um, thank you all very much for attending this morning let's give ourselves all a round of applause well done everybody thank you very much indeed so Thank you again, folks, and uh, we will see you next week on next Tuesday. Be there or be square. Thank you very much, folks. Cheers for now. Bye-bye.